Hey, welcome you guys. Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. Welcome everybody. It's good to talk to you again. Good evening, good evening. You know we love Mondays and it's nice to have the gang back in the studio. Right? <laughs> we are all three here live and in studio. It's really fun and exciting. Oh wow, I think it has been a couple of weeks since we've all been here. Yeah. Yes. And we are social distanced, guys. We so are true. social distanced. Mhm. Cuz in these COVID times, we are making sure to stay six feet apart from one another at all times even though it's very hard we're huggers we really are i think yeah, all of us are huggers yeah it's been difficult but like let's talk about our weekend how was your weekend amarain it was really good it was the last weekend of my holiday and i spent it writing and performing a sermon in church wow Ooh. yeah i made a bit of a mistake with the powerpoint slides which led to some confusion but <laughs> we all make mistakes everybody we makes mistakes. mistakes i was going to say everybody right, has those days <laughs> Love that. I had oh. a Montana fan. <laughs> I was a super stan. But yours, Inka, how was your weekend? My weekend... Oh, my weekend was good. I actually went to my father and my sister. We did like a braai over there. Because we haven't seen them in like a month. Wow. And it's been really just video calls. Yeah. <laughs> But um, we went on Saturday. It was so chilled. It was so nice. And Sunday, I just relaxed. How about you, Zoe? Well, this weekend I mostly spent writing a very, very fat paper for this coming end of semester that is going to determine whether I graduate on time. So it's it's got a lot in it. But mm. otherwise, I actually went out and went to a dinner for a friend with a, a birthday dinner. It was I fun. saw those pics. I was like Zoe's living our <laughs> best life. <laughs> I was like I got home and like I was just writing and writing and writing. If you guys would like to let us know how your weekend was and we'd love to hear from you, please, please, please WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. It's going to be great. You can also check us out on Facebook at I am Youth Movement or Radio Cape Pulpit. 729 a.m. We are there. Check us out. But yeah, we have a fun show for you guys. We have a very nice interview planned for you guys. It's very interesting, very current. We have a fun Bible quiz. Ni- a nice twist on the what's down in Cape Town. It's a what's down in your kitchen Indeed. once again. <laughs> yes, as we should. I'm we enjoying st- these what's down in your kitchens because I like to explore in my kitchen. Mm. Baking, cooking, anything, I like to explore. But don't ask me to bring you samples because <laughs> I first need to get confident in that. <laughs> Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. We should just change that to what's down on your couch. Well, I mean, it's still your couch in Cape Town, so part of the song <laughs> is still correct. Okay, facts. <laughs> so this week's what's down in your kitchen is the feta pasta from TikTok. I'm sure all of those Gen Zs out there have already seen it, but this is mm. a really cool recipe, and it's actually really easy to make. So it is a baked feta pasta that's perfect for week wake night dinners. So for all those moms out there, this is perfect for you. Prep time is 15 minutes and cook time is 25 minutes. So it's really fast as well, realistically. The ingredients is a quarter cup of olive oil, two cloves of garlic, garlic finely minced, one teaspoon of freshly ground Italian herbs, a half a teaspoon of salt, a half a teaspoon of ground black pepper, 
226, I had to convert this from ounces. Mm. So you're getting the direct conversion, whatever's closest to 226 grams. That's like, of that's like direct translation, <laughs> direct conversion. I'm just yeah. like, I have to give it direct because I'm scared to mess up the recipe for you guys. So it's, it's 226 grams of feta cheese. Two five hundred and sixty six grams of cherry tomatoes, which I think you can just round off to like a kilogram of cherry cherry tomatoes. And then once again two hundred and twenty six gram of short pasta noodles cooked. So those have to be cooked before you add them into the feta pasta. So the recipe suggests that you cook those while the feta and the tomatoes are baking in the oven. Hmm. So, oh, and you must keep a quarter cup of the pasta water as well. So you preheat the oven to 200 degrees Celsius. In a small bowl, combine the olive oil, the garlic, the Italian herbs, the salt and the pepper, put it to the side. Place the block of feta cheese in the center of the baking dish. Scatter the tomatoes around the cheese. Make sure that they're well spaced so pick your baking dish out good. Drizzle the olive oil mixture over the cheese and tomatoes. Bake for 20 to 30 minutes until the cheese starts to turn a light golden color and the tomatoes begin to pop. Remove them from the oven, stir the cheese and the tomatoes together until they're well combined. Smash the tomatoes as you stir. So take out that day's anger on these <laughs> more tomatoes. Yes. Add the cooked pasta noodles and stir once again. If the pasta mixture is dry, pour in a little bit of the pasta water you kept to the side to loosen the sauce. Serve with extra feta crumbles and fresh basil. Store the leftovers in the refrigerator for up to three days. Wow. So this is actually like... A really easy recipe. It sounds complicated and it looks fancy when you look at it, but it's really easy to make. So it's good for those weeknight dinners. Mm. I'm going to go download TikTok now so I can I can find send you the recipe. Please, please do. Uh, this recipe I got from notjustpotatoesandmeatithink.com. Um, a website I love. <laughs> yeah, it's got some phenomenal recipes on it. So uh, let me just read where that is from. It is from, oh no, where is it? <laughs> I think if we do what's down in your kitchen, our health tip should actually be something to do with food. Yes, <laughs> it would be like a nice Then I'll balance thing. you guys out, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I found that website for you guys. It's from morethanmeatandpotatoes.com.com. More than meat and potatoes. One word. Thank you guys very much. Go look up those recipes. Zoe on 180 Degrees. All right, well, I guess now is time for the interview. So this week we're talking to Octavia Spandil, and she is a young working woman who is currently working in radio in battle. She is also working as a journalist with several published articles. She has a very interesting academic career behind her. Octavia, how are you doing this evening? Good evening. I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? We're doing good. I'm good. Octavia, this is Inga. You're here with me, Zoe, and Amarain. Yeah, we're having some good laughs in the studio tonight, so you've caught us on a good vibe, I'd say, again. <laughs> I can hear. You guys, you guys are a vibe, eh? <laughs> so the first question I'd like to ask you is, can you tell us a bit more about what you studied? Sorry, you guys broke up for a second. Oh, oh. Sorry. A stressed pause in the studio. Could you please tell us more about what you studied? So, um, I stud- I basically have two degrees right now. So I started studying, I obtained my first degree at Stellenbosch University, um, in theology, specializing in youth work. Um, and after that, I decided I definitely want to continue studying. So then I obtained my honors in journalism at Stellenbosch University as well. I completed 
that last year and it's been my first 6 months into the working environment yeah <laughs> oh i'd like to ask why did you decide on journalism after theology i mean they're such wildly different paths they are but i feel that they weren't mutually exclusive at mm. the same time um working as i said it was specializing in youth work and that really helped me know how to work with people um all those skills were invaluable i i i wouldn't i can't trade it for anything in the world so going from a theological degree into a journalistic degree did not necessarily um it wasn't different or anything like that i loved writing i loved poetry um i loved working with people so all these dimensions kind of came together yeah. um within one discipline for me so yeah so it's possible to do a lot of other things um yes and how would you say your background in theology influences your journalism work um as i said earlier uh, it it does it absolutely does i i think the the one thing about journalism is people are out there to get the story and sometimes you do not think about the the individuals emotional um uh, the emotional um being at that point sometimes you just want to get the work done but what what the humanity of theology has taught me was these are people that you are working with and if it's it's okay to say no to an article or it's okay to say no that um you're not going to do this because someone's humanity and dignity is more important than a story yes. um and i i think that the empathy that that i've i've learned in fact during my studies we had six months practicals working with um vulnerable children and that in that really made me see what it's like to work with vulnerable people in society um and because of because of that you you learn how to distinguish between going forward pushing for something and um or not yeah Hmm. So what are your dreams for the future? I I think someone broke up again. I'm oh, sorry, Octavia, <laughs> maybe my mic is having a bit of an issue. Um I asked what are your dreams for the future? My to I don't know if I have any other plans right now. I think focusing on perhaps getting to a place where i just want to be settled into a career or figure out how do i get to a place where um what i'm doing right now is is good enough for me um so i'm currently a news and content editor and that in itself has showed me my capability within 6 months of um study or within 6 months of working so right now i only have the idea or the dream to stay in the moment to learn as much as i can um the five year plan is i don't so i'm currently in radio and broadcasting is definitely not the my best um asset right now i make so many mistakes and i'm learning from this journey so much that i prefer doing that 
to learn within this audience. In fact, I was speaking to Mia Spies earlier, and we were having a conversation about broadcasting. And she said to me, Octavia, make the mistakes that you want to make currently. It is so important that you do because your audiences are so small and you will get to a place where um, you're going to be criticized for all the work that you are doing. So right now, I am okay to say that I don't necessarily have the biggest dreams. I just have a dream to stay in the moment. Also, with COVID happening, um, we tend to make so many plans, and we we are disappointed when those things don't pan out. Um, I've learned that just by waking up every day is enough right now. There's people who are losing their loved ones and family members, and um, not saying that one shouldn't make plans. But um, those I've always had plans, and um, those are the plans that I've made to study, to continue studying, etc. Um, but now, no, I'm just taking it as it comes. Hmm. I have a question, but I worry about how <laughs> similar it might be to an earlier one. So, like, like I said before, okay. journalism and theology are like quite different, even though you say they're not that different, but in my mind, the way I've envisioned as them. As a they lawyer. Seem, as a lawyer, yes. <laughs> as a lawyer wannabe. <laughs> they yes. seem very okay. different. So, so um, they are different. Yes, you can continue. <laughs> so um, I was going to say, was there like a specific moment where you knew that like, I'm assuming when you studied theology, you wanted to go into ministry? So was there a specific moment when you knew that perhaps your um, calling had changed? I'm asking this mainly because I know that a lot of our audience is made up of young people who are perhaps very worried about their future and maybe thinking, hmm, am I on the right path? Sometimes I actually ask myself if I'm on the right path studying law. So was there like a defining moment that you knew you had to switch So I was never... Yes, so I was never planning on going into youth ministry. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if if many people know, but the degree, the the youth work degree is equivalent to a social work degree. So you could either work at a child and youth care center. Um, you could do various other things with a specific degree. Ministry was never something I personally thought of going into, but. I absolutely loved the idea of um, I am a born-again Christian and I won't trade the experience that I've had, but I also knew that I I wasn't going into ministry. I was doing this because I wanted to work at a youth care center or I wanted to work with people. I think that was essentially it for me, people. Um, and bringing together uh, the journalistic part of working with people. Um, someone once told me, Octavia, if you just sit down with someone and ask them to tell you the story, they would. And I never realized what that meant um, because it's also a testimony, if that makes sense. You are working with people's testimonies and um, and the way that you craft this is very important to their dignity. So, yes, I've never wanted to go into ministry. I've always wanted to work with young people, young children. Um, Now I'm working with all kinds of people, and I think that's what I'm grateful for. And it's always exciting. That's the one thing. I love journalism because there's always something new. It's never the same. 
you never encounter the same people and mm-hmm. that makes life really interesting. Well, you sound very passionate about this, which yeah. makes me happy to know that you're in a career you enjoy. <laughs> so I'd like to ask. I, I am. Yes. I'm glad. I'd like to ask if you have like a specific story you'd like to share with us and the audience about like something that happened that made you really, okay, really um, enjoy journalism. Sorry, I can't hear you. Oh, I can repeat that totally. Um, I was going to ask if there is a specific story you'd like to share with us that let you really know, like there was a turning point where you're like, I love working with people. I love journalism. I love what I do. Sorry, I still can't hear you. Is there, can Amarenta say it? Because I hear her uh, better. All right, when cool. She, when she speaks, sorry. So Zoe's question was, <laughs> yes. is there a specific story that you can tell us that made you realize how much you loved journalism or, for example, that really touched you while you were working in the field? Because I know you have done some field work as well. Okay, so I only heard something about field work. What was the rest of the question? <laughs> Inga, you can try. Okay. <laughs> Testing. One, two. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So Zoe's question was, is there a... And now I... <laughs> is there a specific story mm-hmm. that made you realize that you... Really that loved journalism. This is what... This is what I'm doing. I yeah. love what oh. I'm doing. I love this field. I love people. Was there like... Yes. Um, I'm, I'm currently... Okay. I'm currently working on something that made me realize this is why I wanted to um, study journalism. So um, I've only been in the role that I am currently for about three to four weeks. Um, I'm very new at this role as I was a social media coordinator and then a research analyst. Um, and then I came into this role. So my boss decided to take me to Paul mountain and I couldn't understand. He said, there's something I really want. I would really like you to see. And I said, couldn't it wait because I'm done working for the day. <laughs> I want to go home. And he's like, it's okay, we can do it another day. And I decided, okay, no, let's just do this. So, um, Octavia? Octavia, are you still there? Yes. Oh, can you please repeat? Can you hear me? No, it cut out for a second. It seems we're getting affected oh. too. Can Zoom you... is really affecting us tonight, guys. Can you please repeat the it's technical difficulties? Indeed. <laughs> oh, so I was, so I was saying that, um, I was with my boss and we went to Fall Mountain and when we got there, he introduced me to a man named Henry and Henry um, Henry's house burned down. And the irony is about this space is, um, people walk past there, they hike past there, and they don't, it's like this place is so invisible because it's burned down, but no one is realizing someone is still living there. And Henry still, um, Henry still uses the kitchen where everything was burned to the ground. And he still has some of his things in there to cook, etc. His brother built him a Wendy house recently. Um, and he's staying there. And he told me, 
So there was heavy rains a past a few weeks ago, heavy, heavy rains, like storms in, in the Western Cape. And he told me that um, lightning struck him uh, because his door couldn't, um, his door couldn't close. The windy house's door couldn't close and lightning struck him. And he was like, oh, he could definitely feel it in his arm. But the most amazing thing about Henry is Henry doesn't complain. In fact, Henry was, um, people tried to forcefully remove Henry from the space. Um, and the crazy thing about this is he's 71 years old and they've never had electricity, even when his parents lived today. Um, and I was in awe of justice. I was in awe of um, what can a story like this do to us and shake us as people where we are surrounded by so many things. Um, and Henry told me, you are used to luxury, Octavia. And I couldn't deny um, Henry that point to be like, you are used to certain things. I just want the bare minimum to survive. And that made me realize how important storytelling is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is and how grateful I am that I get to play a role in telling someone's story and getting justice for them. Wow. wow. Henry's story really had us in the studio on like <laughs> yes. an emotional roller coaster. Right? Shock and I'm awe sorry. and wow. I mean, I'd like to read more about Henry, so I'm excited to read your article. Yeah. Um, please send okay, it so, through. Um, um, yes, I am potentially publishing tomorrow. Um, so, yes, um, it's quite exciting at the same time, but I think bringing justice to people's testimonies and I see it as that and storytelling is a testimony mm-hmm. um, is is a good it, it, that is the way where I can say um, I don't lose my my Christianity or my love for Christ when I go into a different field in fact I'm it's enhanced by yes. everything that I've been taught in the theological um, discipline mm-hmm. into my journalistic discipline mm, that's so true I really liked what you said when you were explaining Henry's story about how you need to like, when you write, you really explain someone's story. It just reminds me of a quote that I read recently by James Baldwin about the importance of arts and culture and just spreading, like expressing yourself through your art, how you can sometimes feel very alone in something you've done, but then you'll read something that maybe, I don't know, Sylvia Plath wrote about 200 years ago. And knowing that she felt the exact same emotion you do now makes you just feel a little less alone. So this really resonated with what you said. Octavia, yes, and, oh, yes. no, no, continue. Yes. And um, I think even stating that writing is an art, mm. um, some kind of art that it's, it's the way you write. People, we were, I was having a conversation today with one of my colleagues and we were speaking about Afrikaans and, um, why are people so uncomfortable just being themselves? Mm. Um, and writing in that way shouldn't, there's no rule, um, except grammar. <laughs> um, but there's no rule when it comes to the way I want, I understand something and the way a message is brought. Um, across to me and writing does that in in fact all kinds of mediums you guys are using a great medium um to 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 reach people and um that's an art too it's a skill to be able to speak to people and and draw them in i wanted to um 
ask you, you know, and this is just before you tell us where we can find you on social media, where we can find your articles, before you tell us that, I just wanted to ask, would have you ever, you know, thought about, you know, we spoke about your future or goals that you might have. So do you see yourself writing or have you ever thought of yourself maybe being a reporter or an anchor or anything? Have you seen yourself in that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I am currently, my mentor is currently Ivor Price. Um, and he, he, he said, October, you really have, um, a really good gift to be able to speak to people. Mm. Um, I think where we are moving and we need to take into consideration, um, automation and the fourth industrial revolution, where we are heading as a, um, as a world, in fact, we need to consider that people don't tend to necessarily read. Yeah. So how do you, how do you stay in a job? Number one, keep people entertained. Number two, and continue to survive, mm. um, mm. in this world. Um, so those are the things I would definitely consider being an anchor because people won't, you, you need news. You absolutely need to know what's going on in the world. Um, I would do, I, I do think about broadcasting. Um, but the writing part, there's, there's some part of my writings, like I've kept a lot of my, my, write, my, 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 my pieces to myself, especially poetry. Um, and the one thing that I spoke to someone about today, I told them I should probably start a, a podcast so that we can talk about the reality of, um, one of the topics that I was, re- that I'm really passionate about right now is talking about the adjustment of um, university into a work environment. It is a, it's the toughest six months um, that I've had in my life, for example, but I'm enjoying it to the fullest. Um, and though it's been yeah. tough, we need to be able to be open about it to say that, yeah, it's nice to know that, oh, you are a content and news editor, but it's not an easy journey adjusting to certain things and mm-hmm. adjusting to a certain kind of life. Um, so definitely um, new, uh, to become a news anchor would be the highlight. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, Octavia, it was so wonderful talking to you. Our last question is, can you please let us and the listeners know where we can reach you on social media, where we can read what you write, where we can listen to you on the radio? So I do, okay, so we are Radio KC. Um, in Paul, um, Radio KC 107.7, and I am probably the the first speaker from six until nine. I do news between around the clock six, seven, eight, and nine, um, English and Afrikaans. Um, and then on social media, um, I am just Octavia Vizca Spandil um, throughout all my social media platforms. Um, also, with my articles, people can just Google Octavia Spandil and my articles will pop up. All right. Phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a really fun interview to do, even with our technical difficulties. <laughs> it was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye for now. Have a great evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was really fun. I loved hearing that story. Like, I'm so excited to go and read her article. Like, Same. I tell I'm you guys, researching it. <laughs> I spun in my chair. Right. Like, I was looking at the wall, and like the shock that went through me when I heard he was hit by lightning. Right. Yeah. 
this wow. man. I need. And to then know when you more. heard his age, you spun right around again, and you were like, "What? <laughs> Literally, this guy has lived a full life." I need to know more. Same. Oh, I can't wait to read it tomorrow. Let's just go into the mystery Bible quiz quickly. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Mystery Bible Quiz. And we are in for a fun one with this mystery Bible quiz. It's quite interesting to me. And I will ask it right away. And it goes as follows. Which book in the Bible has both the longest and the shortest chapter in the Bible? Hmm. It's one book that has. And I think they're like two books apart. Two, two chapters, chapters apart, apart. Two chapters apart. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. If you guys have any idea. That's enough, Zoe. <laughs> Last tip, it is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And Moving on. <laughs> I guess we're just going to have to go straight into our song before I give it away. But first, let me give you the number. <laughs> you guys should WhatsApp if you have any idea what it is. Please WhatsApp us at 081-791-657. I repeat, 081-791-657. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Zoe's going to be quiet for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, you can't. You have to give us the answer to the Bible quiz. That is so true, you guys. Let me just give it right away before I have the opportunity to say anything else. That's just horrible. So, <laughs> wow. The sh- confidence you have in yourself. <laughs> the show is a bit of a struggle today. We have our training wheels back on. It started with those technical difficulties. Like, I don't know what that was about. But anywho, let's go into the Bible quiz. Which book in the Bible has both the longest and the shortest chapters? I'm going to give you the answer. It is Psalms. Now, the shortest chapter is Psalm 117, which only has two chapters. I mean, two verses in it. And then the longest one is Psalms 119. And that has, I don't actually know, but I know it's more than like 50. I think we need to go to a professional for this. I'm yes. Hearing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We have the doctor in the house. The this isn't of the my Bible. segment. The I'm just in the house. <laughs> but it really is a long segment. I, I don't know how long it is, but I'm going to assume that it's got to be at least, oh wait, 176. All right, wow, that's, that is more than 50. <laughs> Your ballpark was correct. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it is really interesting to me how Psalms, and so close to one another right? as well. Mm. Um, I don't know about these psalms specifically, but a lot of them are like written by David or written yes. by like certain schools and they group together sometimes. So it's weird that they're so close together, but so vastly different. Right. But we've given you all something to read. You guys have what, 174 verses to go read? <laughs> Literally. Now, we're going to quiz you next week. Literally. And let's go into the happy health tip, you guys. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. So, you guys are going to be excited to hear that we are not going to be speaking about eating healthy, exercising, getting rest. Zoe, I'm looking at you. (laughs) But today, the health tip is going to be hair care tips. So the happy health of his head care, 
guys, what's happening? <laughs> the show. The show is having issues. <laughs> hair care tip number one. Number one is wash oily hair more frequently. This is basically just facts. Like if your scalp is oily, you may need to wash it as often as once a day. If you have chemically treated hair, your hair may be drier, so you have to wash it less frequently. And as you get older, your scalp makes less oil, so you mm. may not need to shampoo as often. Wow. Really? That's that was also my favorite part of having bleached hair. You got it was so it great. Mm. It is nice. That was my favorite part about having no hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part about having braids. Yeah. It's really, because you don't really need to, like you can, but like you don't, if you don't and not watch. not so much. Right? Yeah. There are some diverse hair experiences in the studio. <laughs> so true. Number two, concentrate shampoo on the scalp. When washing your hair, concentrate on cleaning primarily the scalp rather than washing the entire length of the hair. That's actually something that I started doing. Um, okay, I say it like I started doing it recently, but <laughs> in the beginning and when I was a child and I would want to wash my hair, you would just wash the hair that's hanging yeah. and not focus on the scalp. But what they're saying is focus on washing and scrubbing that scalp. <laughs> Number three, use conditioner after every shampoo, unless you use a two-in-one shampoo, Oof. which cleans and conditions hair. Using a conditioner can significantly improve the look of damaged or weathered hair by increasing shine and decreasing static electricity. Okay. Because I stopped, I don't know if you also have this problem, but I stopped using conditioner because I thought my hair was getting oily too quickly. But then um, I saw it didn't come out, it didn't look the same yeah. as when I conditioned and then rinsed it out. There was extra shine. Conditioning also really helps my hair um, oh, knoop. Knoop? Um, um, get knotted yeah. very easily. <laughs> so conditioner generally helps me to get mm. the knots out as well. So I, I can't so skip yeah. conditioner for that reason. Yeah, I am very addicted to conditioner. Yeah. I like to deep condition my hair once a week. Well, back when it was not braided, I would do that. Mm. I find it's very good and the hydration it adds to my hair is... It's very good. It Give makes me them feel those good. lustrous looks. I'm going to be posting a picture of Zoe's current hairdo on my status. Which so you is can check fabulous. That out. <laughs> Fab. Oh my gosh. Number four. Concentrate conditioner on the tips of the hair. Because conditioner can make fine hair look limp. Hmm. They only should be used on the tips of the hair and not on the scalp or length of the hair. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Number five, choose a shampoo and conditioner formulated specifically for your hair type. I always look for damaged because ever, <laughs> because ever since I dyed my hair, I, I've i never done anything with my hair before. And then I think 2018, I was in a wedding. And the guy that did our hair, is, <laughs> he kind of talked me into like cutting and dyeing. And I was like, okay, it's going to look cool because I showed him a picture of what I wanted. And I didn't know my hair had to be bleached first to get the color that I wanted but luckily it was only the tips because it was like a a purple a plum type of look that I wanted I want to see a photo it came out so nice I'm gonna send you one I actually have one it came out so nice and then over time as it washed out my hair got like it was the ends got orange then it got blonde and then it just got damaged so (laughs) I was like okay that's enough (laughs) number six the final tip is protect hair when swimming 
Protect your hair from the damaging effects of chlorine by wetting and conditioning your hair before you swim. Wow. That also can be done with a... Swimming cap. (laughs) You were going to say shower cap. (laughs) But if you're cool, you'll just wash your hair because who wears a swimming cap? I was going to say. When they're not like competing. You know what, you guys? I'm feeling very attacked right now. I don't swim often, but the last time I swam, I actually did wear some cap. No, was yeah. it not? And it wasn't in school. It was this year, bro. It was like, it was like I'm February. done. Good night, guys. <laughs> Zoe oh. is the fashionista here, and I trust her judgment, even though I do not understand. <laughs> Next week, Zoe's going to bring us some bedazzled swimming caps. Oh my goodness! Yes, I totally will. And next week is going to be very interesting, you guys. I cannot even believe it. We are currently seven minutes away from eight o'clock. We're at the bottom of the hour, the end of the show. You know, I really do want to set in a request that we have a longer show because we really get here too fast. Really, we do. We really do. What do you guys think? Send us SMSs. Tell us. We want you guys to stay longer. Indeed, you guys. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to do that, WhatsApp us at 081-791657. Now, please, you guys, stay tuned. There's going to be a youth show after us. It's going to be fun and if you want to listen to the show again, check us out on our website, kpulpit.co.za. In about two days, the podcast of the show will be up. Unfortunately, we did not do Facebook Live, but we will most likely do it again next week. So, yeah. Yeah, and if there are any podcasts of past shows you guys would like to see, all of our podcasts from all our shows are up. So, there's a whole archive that you mm-hmm. can go listen to. Indeed. Now, let's just listen to my story by Big Daddy Weave as we sign out today. But this has been 180 Degrees. Signing out.